get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Former Cardinal Mark DeRosa of MLB Network has a busy day. Every day is busy for D-Row, but he's going to be on MLB Central at 9 o'clock throughout the postseason. MLB Network will exclusively have two NLDS games next week, too, and you can always watch MLB Central weekday mornings at 9. Mark DeRosa with Michelle Smallman and Randy Carricker joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. D-Row, always good to talk to you here in St. Louis. How are you doing? Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. What a day. This is, and I remember when the Cardinals got back to the playoffs in 96. They hadn't been to the playoffs since 87. And I, re- I just remember the, the tingling feeling. And, and I always savor it. And we should here in St. Louis, shouldn't we? Because there's nothing like this time of year. I mean, absolutely nothing. It's Christmas come early for me today. Eight games. I mean, get the sweatpants, get the chips and queso, take the day off of work. And the Zoom calls and lock, I mean, totally lock in wall to wall. So, yeah, and what, I mean, it wouldn't be a postseason without the Cardinals in it, right? <laughs> You're right, Mark. The Cardinals seem to be a fixture in the postseason. And they're facing a Padres team who hasn't been in this position since 2006. And different players at different times. And obviously the Padres have some guys on that roster with some postseason pedigree. But do you think the organizational success and, and just the fact that it's a comfortable position for the Cardinals to be in, to be in the postseason, can be a factor in this series? Oh, no doubt. I really do. I I, I felt that when I was there. I know we got bounced in three games in 09 by the Dodgers. But you go in with confidence because that Cardinals is across your chest. You're almost waiting for the other team to make the mistake because you know you're built on being fundamentally sound, pitching, all that goes into it. I'll say this, though. I think that today's generation kind of – when I look at the San Diego Padres, I think it doesn't matter – the respect factor for, like, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, I don't think this younger generation really cares too much about that. I think the Fernando Tatises of the world are going to do everything in their power to kind of slap the Cardinals in the face, so to speak. But I feel like this is a great matchup for St. Louis because San Diego kind of comes in with some question marks in the starting rotation, and it, it's not this lockdown to Nelson Lamette and – um, Mike Clevenger and scratching the, to get one or two. I think St. Louis can score some runs in this series. Uh, Dero, the Cardinals obviously have not hit this year, and we thought there was an yeah. interesting comment yesterday from Dusty Baker. He said sometimes it takes a, a guy 50 games to really get his swing. Do you see the ability, though, uh, of this Cardinal offense to explode physically there? I think they get you know what? I don't know if explodes the right word. I think pass the batons the right word. I think quality at bats up and down the lineup. I think less swing and miss. Uh, I mean, to expect them to explode is, is a tough one just because they haven't done it all year. And I, I think Mike Schilt's still searching for a lineup that makes sense. And you've seen Dylan Carlson come back and kind of be thrust into that four hole. He hasn't really been there, but a handful of throughout the course of the year. So. I think it's more of a mindset of what I watched the Yankees do to Shane Bieber last night, minus the home run. It's just quality at bat after quality at bat. You know what Chris Paddock's about. You know he's a heater change-up guy. He's not going to trick you out there. I feel like if you eliminate one side of the field as as a hitter and just really grind this guy down, 
I feel like St. Louis can, you know, put two or three on the board and and kind of let their man, Mr. Kim, go to work. Mark, who are you looking at in this series that could be a potential X factor, either for the Cardinals or the Padres? You know, it's a good question. I, I hate to say that stars are potential X factors, but if St. Louis can steal one of these first two games, and I think they can do just that, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, Jack Flaherty, here's the ball with our season on the line. And I know he's had kind of an up-and-down truncated season, so to speak, but I've also seen a guy who turned into, like, one of the best pitchers in the world last year for the entire second half. So I think if I was Mike Schilt, I would sleep pretty peacefully with a 1-1 split knowing I'm handing the ball at Jack in Game 3. Mark DeRosa, MLB Network, with us on 101 ESPN. As you mentioned, eight games today, all 16 teams are playing. For you, what's the most compelling series of the eight? Oh, man. Honestly, that's a tough question for me because I, I, I find I find value in all of them. I really do. I mean, I love the way Tampa went about it last night. I mean, Blake Snell had no idea he was coming out of that game, and it was bing, bang, boom, relievers you never heard of. I still don't know offensively how they figure this thing out with some of the guys in their lineup. The one that kind of stands out for me today, just because I live there and make my home there, is Atlanta's got a tough draw. That, that's the for same one for so, me. Yeah, for being so great all year, you know, usually in March Madness, the two seed gets the 15 seed, and you can pretty much throttle them and move to the second round. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case here. Um, Braves come in, like like I said, uh, you know, very similar to the San Diego Padres, kind of missing their starting rotation for the most part. So it's going to be bullpen-related. And Cincinnati's just one of those dangerous teams that can – and you notice, I saw Yachty's quote this morning when I woke up. All you have to do is get in. We've proven we can get hot and win the whole thing. And I do believe that. It's not the best team that wins the World Series. It's the team that gets hot at the right time and plays great baseball. And I, I feel like Cincinnati's one of those scary teams that could uh, make it real tough on Atlanta. Well, Mark, the best team has been the Dodgers, especially in the National League. But yeah. do you think you, if you think that it's not always the best team that gets it done, do you think that this is the season that the best team in the Dodgers does get it done? I picked them to win it. Don't go off my predictions because that's like the worst thing I do. <laughs> I think they got the easiest road to the World Series. I feel like that, you know, when you look at it, Milwaukee – I don't, I don't know if Milwaukee's going to give them much of a challenge. I know Craig Council's going to do, you know, some pretty creative stuff and, 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 and try and, you know, dazzle you with a bunch of different bullpen arms and, and different matchups. I, I just think if you put eyeballs on the Dodgers for the 60-game for the season, there's just really nowhere that Dave Roberts can go. That I mean, he had, his, he had Cody Bellinger batting seventh. At, at, I mean, the guy was the NL MVP, so... I don't I don't see how they don't kind of walk their way to the World Series again. I know you can make arguments for everybody, but I really do feel like they're the kind of standalone. And then in the American League, I feel like it's kind of wide open. Yeah, you mentioned the Yankees, and against that pitching staff of Cleveland, you expect that, especially with the way Bieber had thrown all regular season, that, okay, we're going to have a game here. And that was just such classic yeah. Yankee last night. You're, the, the way that you uh, couched it to us with their at-bats, man, that just looked like classic Yankees from 1996 on. 
I, I feel like they came in with a great game plan. I, I, I really do. I feel like, you know, you get those guys in the lineup swinging a bat and they're healthy. They're, I mean, obviously one of the most talented teams in baseball. I, personally, watching that game, I felt bad for Shane Bieber because he's been so good all year. He didn't have his stuff. I don't know if he was overamped. If it was his first postseason start, maybe he was trying to do too much. But his fastball, for me, played very flat with comparison to Garrett Cole and some of the other guys we saw throw throughout the day, the Lucas Giolitos, the Blake Snells. I felt like Shane just didn't have his good stuff and couldn't get his curveball in the strike zone, so they were just kind of spitting on that and making him become a one-pitch pitcher. And There's just too much talent in that lineup. Credit to... Credit to just having a game, a great game plan, and kind of kind of a credit to the fact that even though Shane Bieber didn't have his big A game stuff, I felt like the Yankees like really put it on him, like really sent a message. So I, I was not surprised. I just wish Shane would have kind of put a better foot forward for him personally. Mark, a team that we always pay attention to here in St. Louis is the Chicago Cubs, obviously. And it's been a difficult season for any manager, but especially a first-season manager like David Ross. So how would you evaluate what he did with the Cubs this year? I thought Rossi was great. I did a couple. I moonlighted for a couple times on the Marquee Network, kind of did some pre and post for them. And I just think sometimes when you cover a team fully, like I get to bounce around, you kind of look for the negative. <laughs> and I felt like when I got on the set there and did it, that's what I was kind of the, the, the feeling I was getting. And me not watching them every single day, I always revert back to the fact that, hey, they broke a 108-year curse, something no team I was on when I played there was able to do. So first, I got to give them a pass if they're struggling a little bit. And then you dive into the numbers, and David Ross was really able to win that division with no Chris Bryant, Javi Baez hitting a dollar ninety, Anthony Rizzo not doing much. I mean, it was basically Ian Happ in the beginning, Jay Hay, and you Darvish. So, I, I mean, my hat's off to him for dealing. I know David well. We're good friends. We're so excited to, to manage the Cubs, and then you're dealing with the COVID and all the protocols, and then you're trying to keep everyone invested. And, and you know, he's a people person. That's That's his best trait, and it's probably hard to get across on Zoom calls on a daily basis, but they're they're going to be that's a that's a trap series for me as well because Miami pitches so well and the Cubs have struggled struggled to swing the bats. I just don't know how. I kind of lean towards the Cubs winning that series just because I don't know how uh, Miami's going to put offense together against Darvish and Hendricks and kind of the starting rotation of Chicago. Mark DeRosa, before we let you go, we watch you guys. We obviously can't listen because we're doing morning radio, but we've got MLB Network up here, and we love how much fun you guys are having every single morning. I appreciate it. Yeah, we try. Every time I walk out of the building, my producer always says balance because I try and get a little too goofy at times. (laughs) But I try try and take you inside the clubhouse of kind of how I was in the clubhouse and how much respect I have for the guys to go out there and, and play this game. It's not easy. Well, hey, we appreciate your time and enjoy Christmas early. Have a great time today. And, yeah. Uh, yeah just, uh, don't overdo it on the queso, though, and ships. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to overdo it. <laughs> All right, D-Row. Take care. Thank you. See you later. See you later. Mark DeRosa, former Cardinal, joining us on 101 ESPN. Now you know we've got to have chips and queso when we queue up the game today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Think about this. That 09 Cardinal team that got holiday 
who's done radio. But in the mid middle of the season, they get DeRosa and John Smoltz. Yeah, imagine what that clubhouse sounded like. Oh, man. And you talk about a first-year radio station. Oh, let's get DeRosa. Oh, let's get Smoltz. It was awesome because those guys couldn't wait to do media, and now they're in media doing it. They it was so much fun with DeMarco and Rammer, and we would get one of those guys, and we always had great content because you knew those guys were going into the media, and they wanted to do it. They they were towards the end of their careers, and they were preparing to do it. An athlete that likes to do media is rare. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah, and those guys were, were great. Well, there's a story about John Smoltz uh, pitching in the World Series, or maybe it's the playoffs, and getting knocked around in the seventh inning and admitting to the media that he lost focus because he was thinking about what he was going to say to the media guys. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? That is. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I, I blew it because I was thinking about what I was going to say to you guys. <laughs> you know, I like that approach to blame the media. <laughs> yeah, but somehow. Let's blame the media. Somehow let's blame the media. <laughs> <laughs> That's Michelle. I'm Randy, and this is 101 ESPN. Next up, what's the Cardinals' biggest regret personnel-wise over the last five years. Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? That's next. There are a few on 101 ESPN. (laughs)